بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فلما نسوا ما ذكروا به فتحنا عليهم أبواب كل شيء حتى إذا فرحوا بما أوتوا أخذناهم بختة فإذا هم مبلسون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من رغب عن سنتي فليس مني أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام الحمد لله بريج جد الله سبحانه وتعالى وزقنا سكريت والت بإيمان صلوات درود نبني في الله والنبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وانزل المقعد المقرب عندك يوم القيامة يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أهله اللهم صل على محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وكلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون One incident comes to mind, I feel we can share it with the brothers also, with regards to Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi. Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi was walking with his disciples, and as he was walking with his students and his followers, a woman approaches and she says she has a question. She wants to pose a question to Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi. But she says that she doesn't want anybody else to hear what she has to say. So they go to the side and she started speaking. She was in full niqab, full hijab. But after she starts speaking, after a little while, Hazrat Junaid Baghdad he falls down and he faints. So she, got, she gets a bit frightened and then she goes away. The disciples come try to revive Hazrat and then they revive him after some time. Then they pose a question to him asking that what did this lady say to you that made you fall down unconscious? Remember we were doing this incident also, I read it many years ago also, also more than Elias Barakatu mentioned this a few months ago also. So when Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi was revived, then he said that this lady, she came and she, she asked this question, is it permissible for a man to take another wife? But that's not the real question, Hazrat, no, we'll fall down. <laughs> so obviously in Shariat, it will be permissible for a man to take another wife, obviously there are certain conditions. We all know the, all of us, we all know that Masla and Masaya. But then she says that if it was permissible, if it was permissible, I would have left up my niqab and my hijab and I would have shown you my beauty. And after looking at the beauty that Allah Ta'ala has given me, will you still think it possible that my husband go look for beauty somewhere else? After she said this, Hazrat Junaid Baghdad, he fell down unconscious. So the, um, the disciples, they were saying, what does God to do with anything? So look at the mind, our Buzrugan Yadin and our Uliya Ikram. He said, my mind went to this. My mind went to this. 
That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is the creator of beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is the most beautiful. Inna Allah jameel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is a possessor of beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one, I'm just paraphrasing, maybe never say all this, but for our understanding, Allah ta'ala is the one who is our cherisher, our nourisher, is our khaliq, is our malik. He's in control of everything. He's in control of my breath, my heart, my eyes, my liver, my lungs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has bestowed me with everything. وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا If we want to try and enumerate and count the bounties and in'amat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a person, just one bounty we cannot even enumerate and count. After pondering on this, I felt an unconscious how on the day of Qiyamah while I face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if one woman couldn't tolerate her husband looking at beauty somewhere else, how am I going to face Allah ta'ala if I'm going to reject him? He is the one who is in control of me. He is the one in control of everything. He is our khaliq. He is our malik. He is the, the, the might, the power. The ummah has forgotten who is Allah. It revolves around me. Everything revolves around me. I am the one that is in charge. I am the one that is doing. I am the father. I am the husband. I am the boss. So without me, you people can't do. If I am gone, what's going to happen to you? This, this, this thinking has to come out of us. Allah, we saw... And we have seen now what the tragedies and the atrocities that was happening across the world. Within a split second, within a few minutes, a person's life has changed. Uh, who's Raziq now? Who's the Narisha now? Who's the one who's in control now? Where thousands of buildings fall down. Where, who, who's in control? Who's in control of the industries and who's in control of the ships and the oceans and the trade? Who's in control of the fluctuation and inflation? Who's in control of everything? We're just specks, not even a speck, we are speck on a speck. We are nothing. Just this thought that if I have to find attraction somewhere else, this woman cannot tolerate one, a makhluk, cannot tolerate another makhluk some, looking somewhere else. How can the person who has been created that makhluk some, look somewhere else besides Khalik? These atrocities and these tragedies and these things which are happening around us, I'm supposed to, supposed to knock us inside. That my, 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 my life compass. Allah Ta'ala alleviate the difficulties of the people across the world. But those, they have left ibrat for us. They, Allah Ta'ala, see when, when the ummah is not going to give for deen. When the ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu is not going to give for the upliftment of deen, Allah Ta'ala will take. Allah Ta'ala will take for his deen. So it may be a tragedy, it may be some earthquake, it may be some tsunami, it may be some looting, it may be, but the hikmat and the wisdom behind occurrences and behind events, only Allah Ta'ala knows. So we may be looking at it that only one baby survived, the whole, whole family is gone. One baby survived, or one child survived, and one person lost 12 people. And one. But Allah Ta'ala wanted to elevate these people's positions in Akhirat because they could not reach there with their ibadat. So if we are not going to be giving for the deen of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will forcefully take. Allah Ta'ala will forcefully take. And those that Allah Ta'ala take away, those that have been left behind, those have been taken away there an ibrat and a lesson for us that has been left behind. 
Because we're also going to be going one day. We're also going to be going one day. Like how people are taking out bodies from under the rubble and whatever is happening across the world, people in hospitals or people in sickness or even natural death, whatever. One day we're walking through our door, front door, horizontally. One day uh, we're walking like this way, one day we'll come out this way. So death, mode is inevitable. But where's the compass of my life? Where's Khaliq in my life? These events supposed to be shaking us in our souls. These events supposed to be rectifying us. A person cannot, one thing we have to bring to mind also, we must stop watching these particular videos of the raw pain of these people. This is, how can a person watch the raw pain? And still we don't take Ibrat. And still a person does and he scrolls to another video. And he scrolls now to watch a Netflix. And he scrolls now to watch something else. He just saw the raw pain of a mother wailing and crying. Who would want to see their mother crying like that on the street? We will never want our wife to be videoed on the street. Why must I watch another wife, another sister, another mother, another daughter like that? Yes, awareness is there. But we all know. Even the small children in the school are even talking about it. We all know. Watch what we are doing with him. So coming to the point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our khaliq. He's the malik. He's in control. We have to be in conformity to his commands. And in the same vein, and in the same vein, like how it just transpired with one pious person, this is our ideal. Obviously this is our ideal. That's what we have to aim for. But in the same vein, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His mercy, out of His kindness, out of His love and muhabbat for us, He has given us the greatest of makhluk, the greatest of creation. Rasulullah Muhammad, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After Allah, the greatest makhluk, perfection in every facet, perfection in every, every direction, whether inwardly, whether outwardly, when it comes to the ruhaniyat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we cannot even fathom the taqwa, the tawakkul, the yaqeen. We cannot even fathom the ihsan that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa possessed. All awliya, all jinn, all malaika, all anbiya, all put together, iman, taqwa, cannot even come to an iota of the perfection of Rasulullah's iman. His ruhaniyat, his spirituality, when it comes to akhlaq, when it comes to adab, when it comes to mannerisms, when it comes to his physical being, the perfection in his physical being, does Allah out of his out of his love for us, out of his kindness for us, out of looking out for us, Allah SWT has given us such a great Nabi. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ In every facet, this is the greatest example for you. On a day of Qiyamah, if the Nabi of Allah Taala has to look at us and say, you are my ummati, you are my follower. I did what I did for you. The sacrifices I did for you. What did I not go through for you? What did I not bear for you? The, just, just, just accepting wahi. Just accepting wahi was such a strenuous task. Today a person, a small child can just pick up a Quran and recite. The strenuous task of just receiving wahi. And my dear Spangman Islam, we have to try to understand the, the period of Makkah Mukarramah. 
of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Maybe we just read a little bit of tarikh, but to try and get the real essence of the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi in the time of Makkah Mukarrama, the the, the dawat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was so secret, so secret, so difficult. It was it was unfathomable. If we was if I was around, I definitely. Definitely without a doubt, I wouldn't have accepted his message. Abu Zar Ghifari Ranhu, he hears that there's Abu Zar Ghifari Ranhu was from the Ghifar clan. Ghifar. Ghifar clan were those people who their income of the Ghifar clan was raiding caravans. They weren't merchants, they weren't businessmen, they weren't farmers, they were robbers. Abu Zar Ghifari Ranhu, he was a person who said that this is not something that I can do. This is not right. The income is not right from our clan. But then he hears there's a person calling to the, to the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, there's a Rasul, there's a messenger. He sends his brother to Makkah, Makarramah. His brother comes back after a while. Say, no, this is what he's saying. He's saying it's the Rasul of Allah. And so I'm not happy with this. I have to go myself. He enters Makkah, Makarramah. He does not see the Rasul of Allah. He does not see any Sahaba. He does not see Abu Bakr Siddiq. He does not see any Muslims for one whole month. This is how secret it was. This is how underground it was. This is how difficult it was. In the 32 days, only after 30, 32 days, he, they come to know there's a person from Ghifar looking for Rasulullah Sallallahu Rasulullah Sallallahu finally meets him secretly. Secret. But in the 30 days... He picks up weight, Abu Zal Ghifari So they asked him, how you picked up weight in 30 days when you had nowhere to sleep, nowhere to eat? He said, I was drinking the water of Zamzam. And I started getting folds on my stomach. But the difficulty that Rasulullah Sallallahu had to go through, and the hijrah that Rasulullah Sallallahu had to go through, and the life, in the life of Nabi Sallallahu in Medina Munawara, where in that 11 years, there was 50 odd expeditions for Sahaba going out in the path of Allah. 55 or 54 expeditions Sariya of Sahaba in the span of 11 years. Nabi Sallallahu had to go himself 21 to 23 times out in Ghazwa. In the span of 11 years, at the age of 50 to 63. In the battle of Tabuk. If the Nabi of Allah has to look at us. And the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala has to question us that I had to go, my Sahaba had to go to such Abu Azad Umar Anhu. He explains the difficulty in the battle of Tabuk. We just read, imagine a group of 30,000 Sahaba moving. Who's feeding 30,000 people? Where are they relieving themselves? Where are they eating? Movement of 30,000 Sahaba. Hazrat Umar Anu said the time came where we did not even have water to drink. We were slaughtering the, the camels and we were going inside the stomach of the camels to remove the liquid and we were drinking that. It was so unbearable that Hazrat Abu Bakr Anu had to come to Rasulullah and say, Oh Nabi Allah, please make dua for us. The love that Rasulullah had for Abu Bakr Anu was so close. So he asked Abu Bakr Anu, will you love that I make dua for you? He said, please, make some dua. Nabi Sallallahu lifted up his hands. We cry for load shedding. We cry for little water interruptions. We cry for... 
Nabi Sallallahu he lifts up his hands and he makes that dua. And Abu Bakran who says, I did not see Rasulullah Sallam put his hands down until the clouds came and until it rained on the Sahaba. If the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala has to turn to us on a day of Qiyamah and he says that I had to go through these kind of difficulties, I had to go through this type of hunger, to this type of persecution of my family, my friends, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi even acknowledges the difficulties of the Sahaba Ranhum where at the ending of his life where he goes out and he makes a special trip to Baqi. And that few days before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi demise, he comes onto the member, can't even walk, but he acknowledges the sacrifices of the Shuhada of Uhud. Acknowledges them. Where's my acknowledgement for the Sahaba Ranhum? The Nabi of Allah has to tell us that I went through all of this and yet you found attraction in some other being, in some other way. You found attraction in somebody else's face. You found attraction in somebody else's garb. You found attraction in, in the enemies of Allah Ta'ala's ways of doing things. You found attraction in their ways of holding weddings. You found attraction in their ways of, uh, of doing business. You found attraction in their ways of decorating your homes. You found attraction in their ways of living your life where I was given the perfect of lives. I was given the perfect of examples. I was given the perfect of constitutions. I was given the perfect of kitabs. Yet you're looking somewhere else where I'm going to show my face. So my disrespect in Islam, we are now, because of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, we all, we know what month we're in. We know what month we're going to go to. These, these tragedies that have come, those people never even know they're going to, not going to see the month of Ramadan. We, as the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, two minutes left, we, from the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we, we have to, we have to take the pain and put it on ourselves. We, as a ummat, ishtaka, uh, we are like badanun wahid. It's one body. It's one body. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that culmination of Rasulullah sallallahu effort is that unity that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that last moments of his life, the last moments on that Monday morning, the last, 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 when the, the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala actually stood up from his bed and actually walked and actually pulled up the curtain that was separating him from the masjid. And what was the last glance of Rasulullah of his ummah? What was the last glance? It was the ummah performing salah. It was the ummah performing salah, not any salah, it was the fajr salah. The smile that transpired on the face of Rasulullah the culmination of the, the fruits of his efforts of the 23 years. That ummah has been united in that salah. We, we want to draw. We want that itminan. We want Allah Ta'ala to assist. We want the rahmat. We want the barakat, but we're not ready to do anything. After these tragedies have come, we saw little bit remnants of some, some sort of fiascos that happened here in our country. That never even shake us. Never even shake. I maybe can direct it directly to myself. Maybe the brothers here must know better. But in a general sense, if you have to really, really look, where, how am I drawing from Allah Ta'ala's treasures? What am I really doing? Allah Ta'ala can pull the carpet under my feet at any time. That Sunday, I still remember that Sunday last time when it was a looting, that Sunday. 
and then Monday. What transpired, my children? What transpired? Now we sing, and Allah Ta'ala will forcefully do things, and He will forcefully take. So we have to come on. If the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala and Allah SWT Himself have to question us, that I did this for you, and I went through this for you, and I gave you this, and why did you find attraction in kuffar? Why did you try and find itminan in ways of kuffar? Why? So Allah Ta'ala will try to rectify us. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى إِذَا أَخْذُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ When they forget, فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I, effect, I do not fear poverty on my ummah. I don't fear poverty on you. I fear when the doors of affluence opens on my ummah. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِي فَتَحْنَا عَبْوَابَ كُلِّ الشَّيْءِ Then affluence comes and money comes in. Money in itself is not bad. A person that has the wealth, Allah Ta'ala give barakat and money in itself is not bad. But what a person does with it, does it did it change my character? Did it change my, 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 my spirituality? Did it change my circle of friends? Why, why, am I abandoning certain ways that I had before? On the day of Qiyamah, the person's feet are not going to move until these questions will be, uh, will be passed and the person will have to answer where did I earn the wealth and where did I spend it? So to, the point is this. After this, Allah SWT is showing us that He's in charge. The Nabi of Allah SWT has left behind the Quran and Sunnah. Went through so much of sacrifice and difficulties for us today. To, if, if we have to really ponder and really think, Abu Bakr Anhu, he's standing with Rasulullah he's having. Can, can we imagine that, that those hours and those minutes and those days that Rasulullah spent, Abu Bakr Anhu is sitting with him and they're talking. Imagine that companionship and drinking from the fountain of Nubuwat. Abu Bakr Anu, he tells Rasulullah Sallallahu there was only 36 ummatis of Rasulullah in the whole world. Only 36 mu'min. Abu Bakr Anu he tells Nabi Sallallahu it looks like we're strong enough, let's keep the da'wat open. Today we're one billion and we can't even represent sunnah. We're over one billion but we can't do anything. Where's our strength? How long are we going to say that we are weak? How long are we going to say we are da'if? How long are we going to say what steps and what efforts are we making to become qawi and strong? No, we're always minority. We're always the one that is looked down upon. When are we going to be the ones that's going to be leading? No people are going to come on a horse and white stallions and come and take us out of our mess. We are the ones that are supposed to be leading and taking people out of the situation. We, we, we can't wait for people to come. There's nobody to come. We are the ones that are supposed to be arriving. The Ummat of Rasulullah Sallallahu There's no two ways about it. We are the ones. There's no, no knights on shining armor. We are the knights. We are the ones that are supposed to be showing. We are the ones that are supposed to be leading. Allah Ta'ala give us an understanding. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala make us say that we come back onto His sunnah. We come back onto His deen. We hold the Quran steadfast. In the month of Rajab now, we increase our ibadat. We start letting go of, the, of these gunas. And Allah Ta'ala make us say that we see the month of Ramadan. And also there's the appeal. Whatever we can, cash, kind, 
best dua to give out to help the people that are around us and also let us see the compass of our heart the compass of our life after these tragedies and this whatever is happening did it come back or Allah do we need more atrocities do we need fireballs to fall from the sky do we need something like that to happen Allah Ta'ala save us wa akhirat dawan alhamdulillah